Ugh, is that the fake cruise ship horn sound? Don't tell me that means that... Yeah, it means Spearsy wrote another lame skit to start the show. Better just get on with it. There's really no avoiding it. <sighs> whoa, whoa, whoa. My skits might be lame, but the 80s cruise is anything but. So snap to it and show proper respect, my friends. It is spring break for adults, after all. Fine, fine. Uh, Brad, looks like the first line is yours. Okay, well, here we go. I can't believe it's time for the fourth 80s cruise. Spearsy, this trip is going to be epic. Kenny Loggins, D. Snyder, Berlin, OMD. The Fix, Starship, Club Nouveau. And Sheila E., the English beat. Jen? Jen with one N? How did you get past security? Surprise! I'm actually coming on the 2019 trip. Wait, isn't this the same skit as last time? It might be, but you delivered your line with gusto, my friend. Well done. Oh, thanks. I guess I'll just keep going. Yeah, I'll be on the cruise this time from March 2nd to 9th on the Celebrity Infinity hosting trivia with the boys. See, Brad, that's how you deliver a line. Jen's got her mojo working today. I can't wait to see what she brings on board during the cruise. Yeah, whatever, Karate Man. Just keep it on the inside where it counts. Just remember to bring your A-game next March. Anyway, come join Spearsy, me, and now Jen with one N on the 2019 voyage of the 80s cruise. It's seven days of amazing concerts, trivia events, karaoke, midnight movie screenings, pool parties, and meet and greets with 80s celebrities. And special events hosted by Tiffany and Claudia Wells from Back to the Future. We set sail in March 2019 with destinations such as Key West, Cozumel, Costa Maya, and don't say it, Brad, Belize. Insert your own Belize-based pun here. <laughs> Just go to www.the80scruise.com to book. If you're new to the cruise, use the promo code STUCK to save hundreds off advertised rates. And if you're a previous cruiser, just remember to tell them you heard about the cruise on Stuck in the 80s. That's www.the80scruise.com and use the promo code STUCK. Now drop and give me 20! Travel back in time to the 80s. Reliving the advice. Carpe diem. Seize the day. The comebacks. Why don't you take a picture? It'll last longer. <laughs> and the technology. Are you telling me that you built a time machine? Out of a DeLorean? Because just like you, we're stuck in the 80s. Can you say stuck in the 80s? Welcome to Cobra Kai. Some things never change. Yeah, what are you talking about? You and I, this, we aren't done. I'm right here, man.
Hey, hey, welcome to Stuck in the 80s. It's your host, Steve Spears. And Brad in the Valley. <laughs> Today, we return to the land of dojos, bonsai trees, and karate chops. Today, we give you our review of the new YouTube Red series, Cobra Kai. Yeah, you two seem to have this pretty well in hand. It's a normal Saturday afternoon, a couple of grown men about to kick each other into a pool. You know, as much as I would love to watch you and your childhood karate rival duke it out, I kind of don't want to get any blood on the patio. Don't forget, Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Podcast Network. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and the CLNS Media mobile app. Remember to listen to our podcast at the CLNS Media website, too. You can find our show and plenty of other amazing podcasts at clnsmedia.com. If you're a regular listener to the show, help us out. Share a link to this episode or any of your favorite episodes on Facebook or Twitter. Show your friends you're a proud member of Stuck in the 80s Nation. Let's grow the family in 2018. Steve joining us today. She's never had to sweep the leg, at least not in competition. It's Jen with one N. Hey, and even if I had the opportunity to sweep the leg, I would not. Hi, guys. You gotta do what your essay hey. says. That's right. <laughs> if karate, you have a problem with that? If karate Kid teaches us anything. It's to respect your elders. Hmm. That's, that's what it taught you? <laughs> is, that the, is that the primary <laughs> theme? The that, that, was, that's <laughs> the, that was my only takeaway. Uh, mm. Mine was don't date jerks. That's really <laughs> what I think. Don't take your boombox to the beach. Yeah. Oh, that's a good one, too, because it's yeah. sand. It a, I know. I move all around. So in case you missed the news, and that'd be really hard to do since this uh, series is getting all this publicity in the last couple of weeks, there's a new TV show on YouTube Red, which is the new pay service by YouTube, and it's called Cobra Kai. And it's essentially a 10-episode season that picks up where Karate Kid movies left off, only it's 34 years later. But before we dive into our review, let's talk a little bit more about the original 1984 movie, which starred Ralph Macchio as Daniel LaRusso and uh, William Zabka as Johnny Lawrence. Who remembers the first time they saw the movie? Oh, me. I do. I do. (laughs) Tell us. (laughs) Well, I saw it in the theater with my parents, I'm pretty sure. And I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't sometimes understand what was happening in it because I believe I was going into maybe sixth grade. So I was kind of little, but but I loved it. I thought it was just the most entertaining <laughs> movie. What's he smoking in the bathroom, Dad? What kind of bathroom has a hose in it? <laughs> the men's room. Don't go in there. Brad, did you? Uh, what, what do you remember about seeing this movie the first time? Well, I was. This is the summer before I moved to California, so I remember I was working at the theater still. This is before I got robbed. But uh, after the news had broken, I think that I was moving. So uh, I, I remember kind of seeing like, oh, this kid moves to California and immediately gets the crap beat out of him all the time. And he's living in this shit apartment. Like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Maybe this is such a great idea. From first viewing, I'm like, oh, this is a great movie. So much fun. I, I saw it in a theater. Um, would, we would have been what? We were juniors probably? Yeah, going into yeah. senior year. Yeah. It was out before 4th of July. So, you know, you'd probably been sitting around for a month thinking, oh, what am I going to do? No, I I remember. Here's the first thing I remember thinking about this movie when it came out. I'm like, could there be a stupider name for a movie? I do not want to go see a movie called The Karate Kid. I first learn stand, then learn fly. 
Nature ruled on your son, not the mind. And I pretty much had to be dragged to it. And I had yeah. to be dragged to it. And then, of course, you know, like everybody who has a heart, you fall in love <laughs> with the movie immediately. I mean, there's, is there anyone out there really who's going to badmouth Karate Kid? That's so funny because, you know, I was a kid. So when I heard the Karate Kid, I was like, this movie is for me. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That was> great. <laughs> it's got Kid right it's there in the right name. There in the title. <laughs> I don't think I saw sequels past the second one, though. So I don't think I've ever seen Karate Kid 3 or the next Karate Kid. And I certainly never saw the Jaden Smith one. Uh, I am a completist. I've seen them all. I can tell you that oh. two is great. Three is, okay. yeah, three like is not bad. And then it switches over and the Karate Kid becomes a uh, female, which... Hillary Swank, right? Hillary yeah. Swank. Right. The next Karate Kid. Not a great movie. And then I did see the remake. And I, I was, it was like, okay, you know, I, I don't see, I didn't see the purpose of it afterwards. I'm like, you didn't add anything to it. Okay. You didn't make it better. You didn't really like, what? Am, what what's my takeaway here? Other than that, and a new generation of kids can, you know, well... Be turned off by a movie called The Karate Kid. <laughs> well, I have to say, I, so I watched it Aww. with my eight-year-old daughter and my husband. I think it was only like maybe three months ago. And she started taking karate last fall. So we were super excited to show Ooh. her Karate Kid. And for the first maybe 40 minutes, she was like, when do they do karate, mom? Like, what is this movie? <laughs> they're just like talking and there's boys and girls and they're like kissing and fighting and there's talking and trimming trees. This is right. the gardening movie. But I have to say, like, at the end, she loved it. And I'm really glad that we watched it when we did because I had no idea that Cobra Kai was like on the horizon. And so yeah. having seen it so recently, it was just fresh in my mind and I was able to pick up, <laughs> pick up from 1984 because it was only a couple months ago. Right, well, right. Just a quick shameless plug. Uh, the original Karate Kid is on Amazon Prime right now. If you have that service, you can watch that right now. Oh, yeah. And they're, they're promoting it big time. I mean, they're not shy about cashing in on oh, no, of course the, not. S- the SEO involved here. So. Mm-hmm. so we've known about Cobra Kai for a while now. I, I think news came out sometime last year that they were working on it. And I think our first reaction to it was that of healthy skepticism. Yeah, um, no, that's a safe safe, safe bet. <laughs> because let's face it, Hollywood does not have a good history of sequels to '80s classics. I mean, it's really hard to, to think of too many that are to- are palatable at all. But I think what's different here, and we're, I'm sure we're going to talk more about this, is this isn't done as a movie; it's done as a ten episode season. Yep. And the important thing to know, uh, which we sort of got a hint ahead of time and, and you fi- you learn for those of you who, who probably figured out the first two episodes of Cobra Kai are free on YouTube. And if you want to watch the last eight, then you have to subscribe to YouTube red, which you can get for one month for free. Assuming you remember to unsubscribe at the end of that. Yeah. Month. I've got it. I've got it marked in my calendar. Yeah. yeah pro tip <laughs> mark it in your calendar. I have yeah. done the same. <laughs> mark it in your calendar. So so it's been out for about a week now. Jen, you've seen all 10 episodes, right? Oh, yes, I have. <laughs> I've seen about seven. <laughs> and Brad's seen four? I've seen the first four, yeah. And I'll, I'll watch another couple tonight when I get home with Katie. But since she started watching it with me, I feel like I'm kind of cheating on her and the show if I watch watch it without her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I watched the first two with my husband. And again, since we watched it so recently... And so when I signed up for YouTube Red, he's like, okay, cool. So I, I started watching the third one without him. And he was like, maybe I would like to watch that episode. <laughs> so, <laughs> what are you so, doing in there, exactly. constant challenged wife? Exactly. So we watched it. And then I knew the show, this episode of, of uh, 
of Stuck in the 80s was coming up and I was like, I really, really want to see how this ends. So one night we just watched six in a row, which they're like 22 minutes long. Yeah, so it's not they're corn actually, chip television shows. Yeah, yeah. And it's actually it's better. Than what, I would recommend watching two at right. a time because one's not quite long enough and two is very satisfying. Yeah, that's so. pretty much how I've been yeah. consuming them. I, I'm going to go off on right on the record right now and saying I've, I have enjoyed every episode I've seen. It has surprised me beyond my expectations. I, I from the very moment I turned it on to the to the very moment I turned it off last night, just nothing but smiles. I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna have very <laughs> little criticism here tonight, other than to say, this is this is finally an '80s sequel done right. Cobra Kai is about strength. If you're not strong on the inside, you can't be strong on the outside. And right now you're all weak, and I know that because I was you. I used to have no friends. Used to be the weirdo kid. Not that weird, I still hooked up with babes and all, but the point is I wasn't always the badass sensei I am today. Just like a cobra, I had to shed my loser skin to find my true power. And you guys will too. Wow. High praise. Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. Brad, are you feel how are you feeling after 4? I am no, I got to tell you I'm really enjoying it, but uh, I will also say that I think that basically what they've done and you know, let's be honest, the first movie, it's a little tropey here and there, you know. They've taken the they've basically just blended them all up and assigned them to different characters a little bit and it's fun to see how that lands. Oh yeah. But at the same time, Katie and I are kind of joking that we basically could write this dialogue. Like, you know, the you know exactly what they're going to say, but it's very satisfying when they do in fact say it. Yeah. It is, and it's a little, it's a little silly. Like you, yeah, I, you but that's, know, that's good. I like that. I like yeah. that. And it's fun to sort of be interactive with the yeah. show too. So, well, let's you know. let's set the stage for. We're not going to give away any any spoilers. I don't think tonight. But the whole point, as we mentioned earlier, this is um, we're back in the valley. It's thirty four years later. It's very clearly shot. Is in the it valley. okay? Well, it's good to know. The expert has oh, yeah. sounded off on that. Oh, I learned something different, but that, go, keep going. <laughs> really? It sure looks like the valley. I, I heard it was Atlanta. Wow. Seriously? Oh, man. I don't know if you can, if you, if, if you watch the remaining episodes, Brad, let me know if you, if you see that now. <laughs> well, when they had that date of divorce, various exterior shots were filmed in parts sure? of LA. I'm sure true. that's true. So when you turn it on, Cobra Kai picks up where. Karate Kid left off. It's 34 years later, but instead of following the story of Daniel's son, we're now going to follow the story of Johnny Lawrence, the bully from the, the original movie. The Karate Kid was William Zabka, star pupil of the Cobra Kai Dojo, whom this monster defeated with a cheap, illegal head kick in the most tragically haunting film ending of all time. And what's so smart about Cobra Kai is like, here's here's the big unwritten history. Why is Johnny Lawrence a bully? Whatever happened to him? Why did he become the way he was? You know, there is so much territory there to mine. And so, yeah, because we get very little of that. He's he's pretty 2D in the right. original movie until the very last minute when he hands the trophy to LaRusso and says, you're all right. Yeah. He's now very 3D. And, we, and it picks up yeah. pretty much where you... And sympathetic. Right. Very sympathetic, I think. And he it picks up... He's 34 years older. Wait, wait, wait. I, I have to interrupt you because this is why you, you, you sign up for YouTube Red, 80s Nation. The first scene of the first episode is the final scene of Karate Kid. <laughs> yes. Right. And you are like 
in Johnny's head <laughs> right from the beginning because you totally see it like fr- from from his from point his, of view. Yeah. And then it continues throughout the series. But it's so in- engaging right from the jump that you're like, all right, I will sign up for you to yeah. Red. <laughs> it is. It's, it's, <laughs> take my money. I think I texted you guys you actually <laughs> after the first first episode. Take my yeah, money. Yeah. And and so you 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 fill in the blanks. We we see what Johnny's doing now. He's basically you know working part time handyman jobs in the valley. You know drinking a tremendous amount of Coors beer. Tons of Coors. Lots of Coors. Come on, Coors Light, man. If you're going to drink that much beer, you got to drink Coors Light. He's in amazing shape for someone who's been drinking regular Coors beer for 34 years. Exactly. And uh, you see see kind of like – he becomes a very sympathetic character, at least in the shows that I've seen so far. Yeah. I mean, okay, I'm through four shows. And there's still definitely some things like – you know, he could have done a little better at some points, but like he gets it. He's owning it. He's not trying to like, you know, just push it all behind him. He's, he's clearly not a very smart person. <laughs> and when he does make mistakes, it's not like he's got a bad character so much as he is. He's just not. He's kind of knucklehead sometimes. <laughs> he's a knucklehead, but he's kind of, he's almost. Rosef. You know, dare I say it, lovable. He's a lovable kind of guy. He is hilarious. <laughs> He is so funny. I think he's so funny. And I think the the sympathetic part is that he is stuck. Hey, you don't happen to have any friends who want to learn karate, do you? I'm saying you don't have any friends. Sorry. Hey, Sensei, when am I going to learn to do some kicking? I was watching this YouTube video of this guy breaking boards and it looked badass. Yeah, no shit. Kicking is badass. But you're not ready. Besides, if I don't get more students in here, I'm not going to be able to teach you anything. Thought about advertising, right? Yeah, duh. Of course. This dude is stuck. So he's still driving the same. I don't think it's a bitch in Camaro. <laughs> what is it? It's, it's a, a firebird. Yeah. It's a firebird, is it? Yeah, so he's still driving the same car. He wears a jean jacket. <laughs> hey, I wear a he's jean jacket. Cool. Well, I have like five <laughs> jean jackets, but that's my exactly my point. Is that he, he is stuck in this time. It, you know, I mean, it was 1984. That's when the series kicks off. And he he just is stuck, right? His girlfriend went with the other guy, and he lost the thing that was most important to him, and made him the you know feel like a, a young man. And you know, so then he becomes a handyman in the valley. I mean, it's a, quite a reversal yeah. of fortunes, actually. Yeah. We're, we're introduced to the fact that he his mom is gone, but his stepdad, played by Ed Asner, who looks oh my gosh, that was amazing. Who looks like he's one hundred and twenty years old. He yeah. makes a cameo in the first episode, and I presume we haven't seen the last of him. But uh, both Katie and I turn to each other and we're like, I thought he was dead. Yeah. And I'm like, he kind of looks like he yeah. is. But, you know, I told your mama, I take care of you always. But in this case, I think even she would cut me some slack. I'm buying you out of my life. I'd rather be homeless and take money from you. Oh, well, hell, man. So here we are. Johnny is trying to make a living as a handyman. In the meantime, we're introduced through very small little clues in the first episode, anyway, that Daniel LaRusso is still around, but now he sells cars. He he owns like at least one or two car dealerships. <laughs> and he's cashing in on the fame that he achieved as a youth. He's still riding that train, but he's his train is rolling a little better. <laughs> 
Two time, two time valley, all valley, all yeah. valley tournament. Yeah. And he gives out bonsai <laughs> trees to customers. Yeah. And it's just, it's just in Johnny's face. It's in his face. Like he pulls up to the stoplight and he looks up and there's the billboard for the car yeah. dealership. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's in the trailer. He's just like, oh, seriously? And he's watching TV and he's watching some movie that he actually right. is enjoying. And then it breaks away to a commercial and it's Daniel LaRusso on the TV. Yeah. Bonsai. Daniel LaRusso here for LaRusso Auto, bringing you specials on all of our inventory. We have an excess of Jeep Grand Cherokee's price to go. Get a lease for only... Nah, make that... Yes, we are chopping prices on all of our Hondas, Nissans, Acuras, and Audis. So come visit any of our locations in Tarzana, Woodland Hills, North Hollywood, or Sherman Oaks. And as always... Every customer leaves with their very own phone side. But but the interesting thing is, okay, so at, at some point it does kind of shift a little bit over to, to to Daniel. And we learn that, yes, he's grown up and he's a successful businessman and he's married and he has kids. But he has some problems of his own. Everybody got problems. <laughs> Everyone got problems except for Brad. Basically, he's got a, a younger son who is disengaged and he's got an older daughter who is suddenly quite the fetching uh, treat for the high school boys. And uh, that, that doesn't sound right, but you know what I mean. She's just, little, just, yeah, that, yeah, the, we get little mean girls yes. there thrown in for good measure, it seems like. So there's your kind of like uh, backward pass to the, the the millennial generation that you're trying to get to watch the show with your parents. So, okay, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 this is about Daniel and uh, Johnny, but oh look, there's a whole little mean girl thing going on here in the background that you guys can enjoy too. So, so I have to say, I've talked about um, on a on a, another episode about nine hundred two one zero Beverly Hills nine hundred two one zero, and there, I have this like nine hundred two one zero itch or scratch some it's an itch, wait, scratch. itch or scratch. <laughs> anyway, needs to be either scratched or itched. It's an, thank you, nine hundred two one zero itch that is scratched by this show. And as I was watching, I was like, no, 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 it's not quite 90210. And I realized it's more like um, the OC. I don't know if anyone's familiar with that program. I know this is not 80s canon, but the OC is a show that has storylines about the parents and the kids and and they go back and forth. And that's totally what this show is. You know, Cobra Kai goes back and forth between Daniel and, and um, Billy and, and their sort of circle. Um, which is mostly the two of them and, <laughs> and his dad and stuff. So this is my point. The whole series, at least this first season, is all about bullying, right? Right. And the long-term effects of bullying for, you know, what happened to Johnny, what happened to LaRusso, and, and then their kids later on. But I don't know. It, it was a, it was a theme that I thought worked pretty well on both can, can levels, I, both the kids and the it's adults. It's something I think everyone yeah. can connect with. Can I right? throw out something that I think is interesting, and I think, I think Jen's going to disagree with me. I really admire the job that Billy Zabka does in his character. Whereas I think Ralph Macchio is almost a cardboard cutout character with, with not nearly as much depth. Well, that would be, I haven't seen all I've seen is the first four episodes, but I would kind of agree with that. I think the interesting storyline here is, is Johnny, right? Everyone wants to see a redemption story. So I think that, you know, you're kind of rooting for him. Again, four episodes in, maybe he's going to do something really horrible towards the end of the series. But four episodes in, you're rooting for him. And, you you know, you kind of want him to find his way. He, it, It's really more his it, – it's his redemption that's going to drive this season. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. I think it's less his acting and, and more – 
Um, He's got the better lines. He's got the better story. He's He's got got way more upside. He's got the better lines and better story. Yeah, no, I I just, yeah, you you do root for him. And and what we didn't mention is that LaRusso, you know, with his auto dealerships, like is really rich now. Yeah. Like he's a rich kid now. He he's sort of yeah. occupying that role. Right? When I said reversal of fortune, now. I really meant reversal. Yeah. He's the one who has the country club. Yeah, exactly, sure. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. And I, and all of those callbacks to the to the yeah. Karate Kid are so much fun. You know the places they go, and and even some of the music. Yeah. I mean, it's really fun. But no, I love Johnny. And if this is his showcase in going into season two, I'll, I'll keep watching. Well, let me say this. Billy Zabka has all the great lines in this. He's got he's got all the great all the all the good jokes are ones that he delivers mainly out of ignorance. I appreciate you coming in, but there are no girls in Cobra Kai. Why not? Same reason there aren't women in the army. Doesn't make sense. He I think this is going to be the beginning of something big for Zabka. I think people are going to look at him and say, "Holy shit. I mean, this guy can He looks good. He can act." Yeah, he looks great. He looks so great. Can I just mention that, like, like Rob Lowe, how it has aged into this fine, fine specimen of a man. I believe that Billy Zabka has has gone down that road as well. When I first saw him, I was like, God, he kind of looks like Redford, which is so bizarre to say about Billy Zabka. Yeah, and then I and then when Ralph Macchio came on screen, I was like, Why does he look like Alan Alda to me? Did I didn't that, that way, but that? when you say that, I'm like, Yeah, he kind of does. He kind of does. If it's if it bends, it's funny. If it breaks, it's not funny. Yeah, and I keep staring at his hair, going, That's not. It can't be his real hair. It's got to be a weave. It's just I, maybe it's his real hair. I don't know, but it just you look at it and everything about him just kind of screams fake. But, but, yeah, which I mean is the character, right? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. I mean, not intentionally, I mean, here, but that thing. His life is he's, he's yeah, he's, he's playing a character, playing and that character. character's life has been pretty, uh, pretty dialed in, right? And so that's the the, yeah. the pressures that he's under are a little different than the pressures that that Johnny's under. But it's yeah. harder to root for the guy. You're like, oh yeah, you're really suffering in your giant house in Encino and four car dealerships. Boo hoo. <laughs> Speaking of the dance, I got an email from the school. They're looking for chaperones. They seem pretty desperate. Yeah, no kidding. Once they spent their Friday night in a sweaty gym. Well, you're off the hook. I said I'd do it. Well, come on. Counselor Blatt and I go way back. I couldn't leave her hanging. Mom? Come on, Daniel. Would you want one of your parents at your high school dance? My mom drove me on dates, okay? Yeah? How'd that go? Well, I think he wants to be right. the kind of dad that he didn't have growing up. And I think... And he looks at the the father figure that Mr. Miyagi was, who, as you learn early on in the show, has passed away, which almost you would have to do because yeah. I mean, he's the real uh, Pat Morita has been dead for about yeah. seven years now. Can we talk a little bit about the other yeah. characters? Because yeah. I kind of want to get into the story a little bit, Let's too. Let's do that. So, Right. So Johnny Lawrence is living in a, a crappy apartment, not unlike the apartment that Danny LaRusso. In fact, I think it's the same complex. I think it's the very same apartment. It's similar. Complex. I don't think it's exactly think it's the, the same, same, but it's got the same. But that's, that's yeah, but it's got the I same kind of feel. It looks, looks like the valley because that's the kind of grungy old apartment complexes that are all over the place. I don't know. Man. Right. So, when I see it, I swear it's the same. But I, I'll, I'll, I'll defer to you. Yeah, guys. No, it's, it's the same feel, and you'll see later on in the season what what I'm talking about. But anyway, so so um, so Johnny runs into this kid, a high school kid named Miguel, 
And um, he's awesome. This kid is so charming. I just I think he's just wonderful, and I hope he keeps working a lot too. But it's a uh, it's the actor Holo Mara du- Duen- Duenya. I totally butchered Mara that. Mara Duenya. I think you, yeah, I think you crushed it. But the casting is fantastic, and not just him, but others too. But him in particular, he's got sort of the same or similar, at least, kind of build and, and physicality that Ralph Macchio did in the original movie. Yeah. And he's to ha- he also is living with his his single mom in this crappy apartment, but he also has a sassy abuela now, too. Oh, she's which my is, favorite. And she's, <laughs> she's my favorite. She's great. Yeah, I wish she was in it more. Oh, my gosh. She's um, fantastic. Yeah, it's so good. But but he's got the same sort of feel as a Karate Kid, like I would argue even more than oh, Will Smith's son there. Oh, yeah. Just brilliant casting the yeah. whole way yeah. through. So just to, to move on with the plot a little bit, too, what happens is Johnny opens up his own dojo and reintroduces Cobra Kai into the world, I guess. Yeah. And Miguel is his student. So that's, that's kind of what, what sets, the, sets up the story for the rest of the season. Everything is upside down in Cobra yeah. Kai. And, that's, and it's so predictable, but it's so lovely so enjoyable. at the same time. Exactly. You see it coming I and mean, you just want it, to co- you want it to come. Like, this is what I want to have. You're like, oh, I know it's going to happen here. Oh, I know. And then it does. And you're like, yes. And it's executed flawlessly. And you're like, yes. Yes. And I th- I think part of the brilliance is like this. Everything is 22 minutes long, 24 minutes long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, it's like, it's just like the, someone's written the perfect chapter. You know, you open the book, you read the chapter, you close the book, you go to sleep. Yeah. You know? Just, it's just. Yeah. It- it's you know, a it, blueprint. You're absolutely right. Because it's it's hard to... I think that that's... You know, people say... And we talked about this too when we were talking about Ready Player One, that maybe it would be better as a TV series because you have more time to tell the story. But the problem that you walk into when you do that is you have to give people something every episode, right? It has to... There has to be something happen that you care about. So you come right. back for and the it, next one. And this one just does it. It does. Every single time. It always ends on this moment where, you're, where you just kind of go, Oh... And you're like, oh, do I want to watch? I, I should watch another episode. No, but I want to save it because there's only ten. But you're like, but I really want to watch every time it ends. <laughs> I just have this look on my face, like, you know, like you ate the greatest slice of pizza in your life. Mm. You know, hopefully not out in front of a quickie mart. No, but okay. still, anyway, so I th- fantastic. I think fantastic. there's, I think there's a lot of unexpected things too. And and again, to go back to the casting, so Miguel, Johnny's student, and. Daniel LaRusso's daughter, they both go to the same high school, of course. Of course, why would yeah. they? <laughs> and, and you mentioned Mean Girls. So there's a, a group of, of, of kids who are like, you know, rule the school. They're the Heathers of the, of the school. You a Heather? No, I'm a Veronica. And the lead guy who would kind of, you know, be Johnny in 1984, they cast an Asian actor to play that guy, Kyler. Yeah. Which I thought was a great yeah. twist. I mean, and that was unexpected too, given you know the Karate Kid. Yeah. Um, but it's also like people uh, shows never cast Asian men as the hot guy ever, 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 yeah. ever. And so to see that was like very encouraging to me, and I thought that was great. And then another sort of um, casting choice, and and uh, I guess writer writing choice too, is Daniel's wife Amanda is awesome. Like, and, and this starts to become apparent as the season goes okay. on, but she's like a smart, strong woman who just like tells it. Yeah. <laughs> she just, she's clearly the stabilizing force in that, in that marriage too. Yeah, absolutely. And th- there's a great scene. Um, and this isn't a spoiler, but later on where she's just like, all right, guys, seriously, <laughs> just like, oh yeah. Like she just pokes a hole in this drama <laughs> yeah. in, in this yeah. really, really simple, but yeah. funny way. 
So let me say, we've, we've been getting a lot of emails lately from uh, friends of ours and listeners of the podcast who've been asking us, like, hey, are you guys watching Cobra Kai? I think it's incredible. Pretty much every email I've gotten lately has been very, very positive. And I, I understand Cobra Kai also has a 100% fresh rating on Rotten Tomatoes as well. 100%. Just for just to compare, the American season six, 98%. <laughs> I don't even want to know what the original Karate Kid movie has, but I'm sure it's somewhere like in the 70s or 80s. But anyway, so what's our overall feelings about Cobra Kai? Brad, I mean, you're obviously hooked. You're going to watch the rest of the I'm in for the long run. I'm in for the long run. I'm going to watch the rest of it. Of course, I'm going to finish it up before my month is up. But yes, (laughs) and I'm I'm very interested and I'm ready for season two. I'll use a different email address for my next free trial if I need to. I, I might finish up season one before I go to sleep tonight. Um, Jen, will you remember to cancel uh, YouTube Red when this is over? Or, or do you think that maybe this is a sign that YouTube Red is going to have some more programming that we might actually think is worth you know paying $14 a month for? Yes to the first question, no to the <laughs> second. <laughs> but, but I mean, Cobra Kai-wise, I am considering watching it because I watched it in a, in a, in a, just a rush. Um, I'm considering watching it again, but I want to watch it with someone that hasn't seen it yet because it's such fun yeah. and it's so, it's so infectious when you're watching it, especially when you watch it with someone else who's, who, you know, grew up at that time and, and remembered the Karate Kid. And yeah, it's fantastic. I love it. And I love the like, I'm like wanting to get a belt buckle of the Cobra Kai sneak, you know? <laughs> Like that would be the coolest thing right now. So I'm trying not to get too obsessive about it, but it's a fantastic show. And if people haven't watched it yet, go yeah, watch it. Absolutely. Speaking of amazing ways to spend the evening, uh, we here at Stuck in the 80s couldn't be happy to be working again with HelloFresh in 2018. You know this by now. HelloFresh is the ultimate meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers all your recipes and ingredients right to your doorstep. I just got my new box of food uh, yesterday, and the meals sound amazing, especially the shrimp with zucchini ribbons. And because all my meals are made up fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients, carefully selected from farms and highly rated sources, it's good for me. And my doctor agrees. Both Brad and I are loyal HelloFresh customers and for good reason. Yeah, for me, it's all about the enjoyment of not planning dinners. I spend my time with my family and my terrible children who are slowly (laughs) coming back into town from college. And I can relax. I know that all the ingredients for dinner are in the fridge just waiting for me to chop and cook. And because the ingredients are pre-measured, there's no waste. At the end of the night, you basically, uh, you're done. Cleanup is over. And meals are almost always ready in 30 minutes or less. Last night, I made this uh, chipotle rubbed tilapia tacos. Mm. And it came with this amazing cream sauce that I made from scratch. It was amazing. HelloFresh gets you out of that recipe rut and encourages you to cook meals that you might feel are outside your comfort zone. Yeah, and once you see how easy it is, you realize that it's in your comfort zone. And because you're a listener to Stuck in the 80s, you get a special deal. Save $30 off your first order of HelloFresh by going to, this is a new URL, by the way, HelloFresh.com slash Radical30 and order using the promo code Radical30. That's a small change from before. We're asking you to go to a a brand new URL, HelloFresh slash Radical30, and then use the promo code Radical30 when ordering. You'll be helping out the podcast and you'll be feeding your family. You know what else helps us out each week at this point in the show? Hey, it's the magical refrain of a listener mailbag. Um, Today's letter is from Albert Anaya, who writes in with his own experiences with Devo, Brad's favorite band, while he was growing up in Ecuador. Brad, take it away. Here we go. Albert writes, in Quito, I'm guessing I'm saying that right, in Quito, Ecuador, Devo was not the typical pop favorite. 
I, on the contrary, had been enlightened to the mother's boss style and loved Duty Now for the Future, Freedom of Choice, Oh No, It's Devo, and Shout. I would listen to these albums along with U2 and The Smiths during class on my Walkman with the wires secretly fitted through my sleeves. I did that also while listening to soccer games, but that would not go well when my team would score. I'm sure he would jump up and <laughs> scream, you know, because that's what soccer fans do when their, team, when their team scores. Anyway, as you well know, there was a famous boy band called Menudo in the 80s, and they were the rage amongst the girls around the Hispanic world. Well, us guys were slightly jealous. So whenever they came to concert in Quito, I would find out which hotel they were staying at and would wait for them to come out for autographs for the crowd of teenage girls. We would pelt the intruders with water balloons from a borrowed <laughs> maintenance van. <laughs> If the girls would run away disappointed. We would swap cars and go rescue them from the immature kids throwing water at the boy band. Incredibly, the girls never suspected we were the culprits. What a scam. Know, right? That's, That's amazing. Still stuck in the 80s, Albert, who writes, you'll never walk alone because he is a giant. Anyone? Anyone? Liverpool Football Club fan. Uh, Nope. Nope. Well, nope. he is. It's true. <laughs> is that- Do you guys remember... Menudo on ABC. No. Nope. Nope. Okay. <laughs> if anybody remembers Menudo on ABC, write in. <laughs> right, right in. Uh, we got one more letter. This one was actually sent directly to Jen. Yeah. Thanks for spelling my name right, too. That's brilliant. It's very short, but contains a lot of good information. Jen. Prince asked for the Black Album to be recalled, not Warner's. It was designed for Sheila E.'s birthday party. It made fun of rappers, and I think that's why he pulled it. Signed, Dr. Jean-Marc Bovee, Prince Expert. And he's a self-designated Prince Expert. But you know what? This is a pretty good fact. So I'm going to go ahead and, and say that you are indeed a Prince Expert. Thank you for that. So this is something that we talked about on a previous episode um, when we were talking about Love Sexy, which just celebrated its 30th anniversary. And I was saying that Black Album was going to be the album, not Love Sexy. And so this explains why. So thanks so much, Dr. Bovee. I appreciate the uh, the intel. Dr. Bovee is the man. Uh, as always, we love yeah, your sure. emails. Send them to podcast at sit80s.com. What's happening, hot stuff? Uh, by the sound of the gong, it must be time for Mystery Movie Moment. Um, we will play a snippet of a movie from the 80s. And if you can get it right, which pretty much everybody did this week, you are entered into a drawing to win a bottle opener. Brad, have you ever sent out the bottle openers? Steve, last Friday, I shipped 15 bottle openers out. 15? Wow. Yeah. I was at the post office for like 30 minutes. That's the photo you sent me. You sent me this photo, and I'm like, what the hell is this? It looked like you were moving to Alaska or something. <laughs> no, no. I was closer to the boxes than you think. Okay. Yep, I got them all out. I'm all caught up. Take that world. They should have all actually been delivered today. Oh, great. So, yeah. So the trucker hats are gone. So if you didn't get one, blame Steve. Yeah. No, don't blame Steve. <laughs> don't do that. Let's go with, the, let's go with your I'm first innocent. answer. I'm innocent. Anyway, pay attention. Here's the clip from our last show. Thank you, gentlemen. The eternal battle for the domination of the world begins. We play for dollars. Random target selection. Spain. $9, yeah, that's never say never again, which I never thought so many people would get right, and yet they did. Yeah. Uh, Brad, you want to read some winners? I would love to. Our winners this week include Charles in Vegas, Curtis Bloch, Lanclos, <laughs> New Wave Todd, Tom Corn in Austria, Isis Nice Chris, Chris Connor, <laughs> Jeff King, Canuck and Callie, 
Brock in North Dakota, whose address I have in my list of places to send bottle openers to. Stony Stitt, <laughs> Chip in Maryland, Lee in the UK, Rhoda Collins, Rick Parker, Dan Newcomb, Dave Augie August, Jeremy in St. Pete, Jonathan Thompson, and Eric, the 16-bit kid, Barube. Uh, let's go ahead and spin the wheel and see who gets the bottle opener this week. That's a little husky spin there. It's not a word I get to use very yeah. often, husky. I know, except when we're describing tough skin jeans sizes. Oh, uh, Jesus. Might go there. <laughs> so let's, let's talk about Thunderball instead. Okay. Well, the wheel's still spinning, so we got time to kill. <laughs> yeah, the Thunderball remake, and, you know, it was basically this story was kind of the, the script was out of the timeline in the Bond universe because the storyline had originated as a collaboration between Ian Fleming and two other guys. And then when he wrote Thunderball, he used the same plot and didn't give them credit. So oh, wow. basically they got, they got permission to use this story to write, to make movies. Okay. Well, there you go. And just coincidentally, the wheel is coming in for a final turn <laughs> and the winner is Jeff King. You're the winner. You will sometimes send, if you send us your snail mail address, you will receive a bottle opener sometime in the next 20 to 25 weeks. Yeah. The the machine is all oiled up and running now. Yeah. I got a system. Get me an address. I need to do I'm a, on it. I need to do a spreadsheet for for this stuff because we we got criticized this week. Have you not seen the spreadsheet? I'm going to send it to you right now. It has the. I'm, I'm sure it's there. But it's it called, needs to. It's called Swag Winners. No, but it needs to have it in there too. For that says you know okay. So this week I used X and X X movie for. MMM, or I use this song, or I use this TV show because uh, we've been accused of reusing, reusing stuff. Hey, that's that sounds like work, people. We're not a work business. Yeah. Anyway, Sometimes uh, fans will do like wikis and stuff. Fans, anyone, anyone, anyone like to do things like make spreadsheets? <laughs> we used to have an official historian of Stuck in the Eighties, but I think he quit for lack of uh, acknowledgement and he realized that the lack of money. He realized that the pay was very low. Yes. <laughs> So it's the prestige. Anyway, pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. Well, these two bulls are sitting on a grassy knoll overlooking a herd of Guernseys. And the baby bull says, hey, Pop, let's run down and uh, one of those cows. If you know it, email us at podcast at sat80s.com. And to the next month, maybe, to find out if you're a winner. Ah, the mystical refrain that is name that 80s tune. Uh, lately, I've been having some fun, or I was having some fun, because I was uh, unemployed, and I had all the time in the world to sit around and work on montages. And you might remember the uh, the piano montage we had a couple weeks ago, where nobody got it right, <laughs> which was, that was my goal, accomplished. Wah, wah. So this week, um, right off, straight off the uh, piano montage, I built a Kiss montage. Not songs from the band Kiss. These are 80s songs that have Kiss, the word Kiss in the title, and the clip itself features the word Kiss. Ten songs. So you ready? Here we go. Here was the montage. Seems impossible. Jen, you, you listened to it. How many did you get right? You know the answer. 50%. Fifty percent. Fifty percent. Five out of ten. So there we go. Which is not Brad, did you play or did you just kind of like I remember me? I I listened to it and I'm like, okay, I think just on the first go through I got 
probably like Jen. I got five or six. Okay. But I look on the list here and I'm like, no, there's no way I would have ever gotten that one. Yeah. You know, there's four or five of them that I just well, never have gotten. I try to be like, there's some obvious ones in here, you know, but, but then I tried to be a little diverse and hit some more genres that I don't normally touch on. So here we go. 10 songs. Are you ready for them? Here they are. Kisses on my list by Hall and Oates. Kiss by Prince. I want to kiss the bride by Elton John. Kiss me deadly by Lita Ford. The kiss by the cure. Kiss me on the bus by the replacements, which I didn't think a lot of people would get, but most people did get that one. Yeah, that's a good one. That's Here's good one. the yeah, one that like only that. one person got, I think. Maybe a couple people got it. Kiss of Death by Dokken. Then Blue Kiss by Jane Wheedlin. Kiss and Tell by Brian Ferry. And, of course, Kiss Off by the Violent Femmes. As far as I can tell, we only have one winner. <laughs> it's Rhoda Collins from Rochester, New York. Woo-hoo. Congratulations, Rhoda. She, it's funny because when she submitted it, she knew she had it right. She's like, I got them. Here they are. <laughs> like, I like the compliments. Yeah, she's like, yeah, it was hard. but I, How do you like me now? She's like, it was hard, but I got it. And I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. A lot of people got seven or eight right. Uh, like I said, Dawkins, a lot of people missed. The Kiss uh, by The Cure, some people missed. Uh, I think Kevin Wench was disappointed that I Want to Kiss the Bride was not on there, but yet it was on there. So that's kind of interesting. Tricky, yeah. very tricky. So Rhoda, send us a mailing address and off will come a small prize package that will include a bottle opener and probably some <laughs> stickers. In the meantime, <laughs> this week's uh, challenge is not a montage. It is a simple one. I expect full participation. Pay attention. Here's this week's mystery clip. If you know it, email us at podcast at sit80s.com. Tune in next week to find out if you're a wiener. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. Now, it's here. The excitement. The adventure of a new force at breakfast. We'll call them C-3PO's. New C-3PO cereal from Kellogg's. Twin rings hangs together. For two crunches and every double O. A delicious part of this nutritious breakfast. Now you can experience the taste of Kellogg's C-3PO's. A crunchy new force at breakfast. May the force be with you. And we're back. We have just a few minutes left, so I thought let's play uh, our old favorite game, What's Your 80s Obsession? Brad, what is your 80s obsession? Well, ever since we've talked last week about the concerts, I've been thinking about you and Drew said something about MTV having contests yeah. where the cars came and played in your backyard, oh. and that got me listening to the cars a lot lately. And now I'm trying to decide what is... And maybe we should do a show on this sometime. What is the best Cars album? And I've limited. I've, wow, that's what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, that's a good one. I got one. it down to t- my two favorites, but uh, I which won't. Which are? Which are uh, Shake It Up and Heartbeat City. Uh, the thing is, I'm not sure if that's if they're my favorites because of when I listen to them or if they're my favorites because they're really objectively the best. So that's what's going on in my brain right that now. That is the Eternals 80s music question. Okay, well, that's, really that is, is. a good that, 
that seems like a fun show, and let's let's do that sometime. Uh, my Ages Obsession, the trailer just came out, I think it might have been today or yesterday, for the new Queen movie uh, mm-hmm. called Bohemian Rhapsody, which had been filmed. It, it's been one of these projects that's been in the works forever, and the, the actor keeps switching around, and oh, so-and-so is starring in it now, and so-and-so is starting in it now. Now it's the guy from uh, uh, Mr. Robot. And I, I saw the trailer for the first time today only once because I'm at work and I'm all about work when I'm at work. <laughs> uh, unless, <laughs> unless I'm texting. <laughs> unless I'm texting. <laughs> yeah. It's not a Disney picture, so I can't endorse it. Please, by the way, go see uh, Black Panther and uh, Avengers Infinity War a few more times because those are owned by Disney. And I, I will benefit indirectly from that. Uh, but I, I saw the trailer. I thought it looked amazing and I can't wait to see it. I'm encouraged, you know, but, you know, these things never usually pan out. Not as much as Black Panther or Avengers Affinity War would for you. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, Jen, what's your Disney obsession? Hold up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. What's your 80s obsession, Jen? Wow. I'm glad you got a job and everything, but <laughs> um, no. Okay. So, I'm only going to name one. It's unprecedented, I know. But I have music also it's not 80s music but it is 80s music so i have been obsessing for quite a few weeks now um on this song by janelle monet called make me feel it's from her new album dirty computer which just came out i think two weeks ago wow anyway if it's such a good song i mean and the thing is like you when i hear make me feel i have to listen to it at least like two or three times like i can't just listen to it the one time <laughs> what's amazing about this and what she said um since dirty Com- computer came out is that prince before he passed away was helping produce this album wow. um and it is rumored and maybe maybe um a certain Prince expert can help me out here, but it's rumored that he actually played a synth line or two on the Make Me Feel single. So if you listen to it, you, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The song is so good, and it um, it feels like 1999 era Prince. So like the really, really, really good stuff. And I just have to read you these lyrics, and then you'll really know it's not just the music that's got that Prince flavor. So I'll just read it straight. You know I love it, so please don't stop it. You got me right here in your jean pocket, laying your body on a shag carpet. You know I love it, so please don't stop it. I wow. mean, just, Prince Oliver, Prince Oliver. It but just you, feels very purple. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so um, check it out, and if you have a chance to see the video, maybe not at work, Steve, especially at Disney, um, <laughs> check it out because it's pretty hot. Yeah. We're only allowed to listen to songs from uh, – the little mermaid, but I will uh, indulge you by uh, ending the podcast with this amazing song. Make me feel uh, in the meantime, Jen, <laughs> Brad in the Valley and Spearsy in Disney world remain here. Hopelessly stuck in the eighties. That's just the way you make me feel. That's just the way you make me feel. Stuck in the 80s is a member of the CLNS Media Network. Special thanks to Check Battery Daily for our theme music. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, or the CLNS Media mobile app. Podcast first, podcast hard, no mercy. On the next Cobra Kai.